Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. I hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I tried to wait um, <clears throat> for the basketball game to be over, the men's basketball game to be over. They are currently playing Alabama State, and they are losing at halftime. I'm not sitting through that shit. I got too much shit I got to do. We got too much shit that we got to talk about for me to sit through that. Not going to do it. I tried. Just not going to do it. Because mainly we got to talk about tonight the Glenn Gilbo hit piece. All right. And why, like, it, it, it just, he calls people out. He does the most Rudy Pooh stuff. Breaks, well, let me be careful on what I'm about to say. You can make an argument that some of the things that he revealed that a law was broken, not by LSU, possibly by him and Sharon Lewis's attorneys. So with that being said, we'll talk a little bit about Glenn Gilbo here tonight in the hit piece that he wrote on LSU. If you have not seen it, he works for Outkick. He wrote a hit piece on Sharon Lew- or for Sharon Lewis. Um, and talking about LSU and him doing something dirty, which we'll discuss so that it would benefit Sharon Lewis. We'll talk about that uh, here tonight. The 2024 LSU football schedule has been released for in order. We knew the teams that were playing, but in order, it has been released. We'll talk about LSU schedule. We'll talk about um, this the SEC schedule in general. We got some portal news. Another player hit the portal. Uh, MJ Morris committed to Maryland. You were kind of trying to talk to him, possibly get him to transfer. Well, he's going to Maryland. But a Louisiana DB goes into the portal today. And uh, D. Cameron Richardson, um, who has been a really good uh, DB, pretty solid for Mississippi State the last two years, has over 170 tackles, has done some really good things in coverage. Could LSU be looking to add him uh, to their team for next year? Look, you're continuously going into the portal for corners. You kind of need him, man. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that as well. We'll touch on that as well. So hopefully LSU can get that young man uh, in here. We will continue to watch the LSU basketball game, I'll keep my eye on it. I am not going to talk about it at the, as of right now. Something that we will we're going to talk about is the two-time transfer waiver that was passed today that you can transfer twice in being an undergrad. Well, LSU could have easily used that with Jalen Cook playing tonight against Alabama State, man. Alabama State, you're down at halftime. Maybe they'll come back and win, but that's a joke. That can't happen. Again, 
feel like it's, you know, I'm treating this as year one for, for Matt McMahon. That's not good. And, you know, LSU fans are going to have to get over this Will Wade stuff. He's not coming back. So, yeah. Uh, Andrew Paulson Martin says November 2024 will is going to be a blast. Oklahoma at the end of the year or w- at the end will be cinema. I agree. I agree. Um, I thought LSU, you know, I, I saw Charles Hennigriff say that, you know, tweet that this is the toughest schedule that LSU's had since 1988. I just disagree. I, I, I just disagree. I mean, USC and UCLA is not a Florida State. You got Vandy in there as one of your SEC teams. I, I just don't I, I don't agree with that. Like I, I don't agree with that. Now you play more uh opponents from the power five. You play two Big Ten teams, right? But I, I just don't agree with that. I think that's a bad take. I think it's a bad take. I don't think it's your toughest schedule since nineteen eighty eight, not by a long shot. So we'll see. Michael Morris is in Spring Hill. Louisiana, good to have you with us here, buddy. Good to have you uh, with us. Robert Richards says he's in Tennessee via Woodstock, Georgia. Good to have you here with us, too. Good to have you here with us, too. Woodstock's where my, my brother lives, man. Love love the Woodstock area. Y'all about to get a Raising Canes. Uh, OG Gary says, floor is 10 wins depending on who comes in and commits. May make it 11 or 12. I can't go there, OG. I, I'm not going. I'm, I, I can't go there. I'm not going there with you. I don't agree. Um, there's a lot, a lot that has to go on, and we have to see before then. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says, don't ever wait to do to uh, do a show for basketball. I will for women's basketball. That might be about it. Kevin Dunn says, just go live, Blake. They suck. <laughs> He also says Kim Mulkey would have done more than Mac McMahon to be done, to be honest. Maybe so. Maybe so. James Wade says Big Rustin is where he's listening from tonight. 14 and 0 in this hoe. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Rob Boudreaux says 2011 was tougher. I agree. I 1000% agree. Michael Moore says it's a USC team that won't have Caleb Williams as well. Yeah, that's true. And, and and who knows what their defense will look like, right? So should not have waited to go live on the for the basketball game. Dumb, dumb, dumb by me. You know, one of the dumber decisions I made. That's why I hate midweek. Like, can we just have the game at six? They get done at eight. We'll be live about now. Can they do it at play at eight? I mean, I, I'm just not. I'm not going to sit here and tolerate when I got shit we got to talk about with LSU football. I'm not going to tolerate you getting your cheeks clapped um, by Alabama State. It's just not going to happen. Idiots, man. Uh, Chris Phillips, our good friend, over at the Spurs Up Show. You guys might want to go hit that subscribe button over at his YouTube channel. He's got a lot of things cooking over there, uh, and you'll see soon. He says, see y'all in Baton Rouge next season. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We go to y'all, too. Um, But I think he's going to be making his way around the SEC. Yeah, he'll be making the road trip to to LSU uh, next season. Got to love it, man. Good to have you you here. Look, man, you come to Baton Rouge, we'll go to Pyrans. You got to go to Pirates, man. Louisiana cuisine galore up in there. Um, I'm, guys, I'll ta- I'm going to take them to the blue store. I'm going to take them to the blue store. This this dude ain't going to know what hit him. I- I'm telling you. I'm giving some of them red beans and rice. My man my man ain't going to leave. He ain't, I'm telling you he ain't going to leave. Chris ain't going to leave. Got to love it. Good to have you in here, buddy. Good to uh, – can't wait to get you down here, man. Can't wait to get you down here. Seth Scott says, watching from Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha, man. Um, good to have you in here with us as well. Holden Lee says, I can't defend Matt McMahon losing to teams like this, bro. I just can't anymore. N- nor should you. Nor should you. Steve Bean, our good friends over at Bayou Daiquiri's and Bayou Bulldogo says, BK moved Nichols to week zero. No, he did not. It is in week two. It's just every, like, 
every some odd years when the season starts on August the 31st for everybody, you have two bye weeks, which I don't mind. I, I mean, I, the quicker LSU football, the better for me. Um, so I love it. I absolutely love it. But no, it did not move it to week zero. Spectrum Wellcare says CR dash Corey Raymond. Where do you see CR? Listen, I, I tell you all this every night in reference to coaching changes. Guys, dude's got to be fired first. Dude's got to be fired first. Okay. Um, officially. So you got a week until signing day, right? Recruits can know some things, but. You, it could be another week before some changes are getting made. A whole nother week. Devin says, portal or commitment news? Um, Both. The kid Richardson hitting the portal for Mississippi State, I think is a big deal, right? I, I think he's a guy you got to go get. He's got SEC experience. He's been a starter in the SEC. So both. So both. Bojack says, what's up with the CR rumors, man? Nothing. Got to fire your DB's coach first before he comes here. Y'all, y'all let, y'all let shit, y'all let people that you have no bit, have no business who you should believe on this beat. Y'all believe them. Like, we're, we're about to talk about Glenn Gilbo. Here in just a minute, y'all have no business listening to Gilbo. <clears throat> People want to be first, not right. We'll see. I'm not saying, again, as I've said from the beginning, I'm not saying it's not happening. A lot of things got to happen first. A lot. A lot. All right. Let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share all of those social media groups. Share all of those social media pages wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. Watching us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell. We greatly appreciate all of y'all doing that. Listen, we Glenn Gilbo called people out. Time to call him out. He wrote a hit piece on LSU football. Scott Woodward, Brian Kelly, Frank Wilson. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to rip uh, Glenn Gilbo a new one here in just a minute. We've got to talk about the 2024 schedule. We've got lots to discuss. We do that, Dex. Sorry about our good friends over at Bet Online. A good friend, Tyler Alexander. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag He will sell your house and find you a new Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late Dial 955 just call 955 Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. We're back. Our good friend Tyler Alexander over at ELPT Realty. Y'all give him a call today. 225-955-0008. Let him know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. Yesterday, Glenn Gilbo from OutKick wrote a hit piece on LSU. Maybe not a hit piece completely, but was doing some documentation in reference to, yes, we have to talk about it. 
Yes, it's still relevant, unfortunately, the Sharon Lewis case. Even though it was tossed out in state court, now it has been refiled in federal court in which LSU is testifying, or LSU is testifying. LSU is battling Sharon Lewis in a $50 million RICO lawsuit. Scott Woodward was set to testify today uh, in reference to the hiring of Frank Wilson. The article talked about the hiring mainly was the about the hiring of Frank Wilson in the past that Frank Wilson had at LSU in his first stint and first tenure at LSU under Les Miles. Glenn Gilbo started off the article by saying that Scott Woodward had stated he didn't say in testifying because he obviously said that Scott Woodward was going to testify today that basically that Scott Woodward got deposed on the Sharon Lewis invest or Sharon Lewis court case and what Scott Woodward said that he fired Sharon Lewis and Brian Kelly LSU's current head coach was deposed in which he said that he fired Sharon Lewis on January the 26th 2020 uh, 2022 why is that a big deal and why is Glenn Gilbo's hit piece what some lawyers would make the argument of being a little bit unlawful because in in reference to the American Bar Association I mean you know the bar being something that all attorneys are in you have to have, pass the bar exam to be an attorney. It says a lawyer may not disclose information except any and any that is authorized or required by rules of a professional conduct of law. Not only that, it also states in the Bar Association mandates that cases that attor- if cases are used where attorneys are leaking information to the media during depositions that that information then could legally be introduced into court is also inadmissible and it's also unlawful do you expect anything else for a guy from a guy like glenn gilbo like do you really expect something that is on the up and up because you shouldn't now the american bar association says that that can't happen. Now, Brian Kelly didn't testify in open court today. Now, was he uh, under a deposition again? Are they using a court case that obviously through the state that was thrown out that also is inadmissible? They're leak Sharon Lewis. Let me tell you what's going on. Sharon Lewis is using Glenn Gilbo and his attorneys to leak information so that they can bring it into court. Now, if you didn't read the piece, I suggest you go over to Outkick and read it. It's not a good read. It's quite honestly a clunky read. But yesterday he wrote the piece about the Sharon Lewis case and what is currently going on. The attorneys for Sharon Lewis, along with Glenn, try to say that Frank Wilson getting into recruiting violations or having recruiting violations in 2022 was in the same equivalent because that he would not cooperate with the NCAA, who, by the way, the NCAA just got absolutely abused in court today on the two-time transfer rule that, well, since Frank Wilson didn't cooperate with the NCAA, it's, he must have done what he did with everything that Sharon Lewis and all the witnesses are saying. Due process has to play out. I think it's funny that no criminal charges were ever brought in this, and it's all about the money. This isn't a movie, hashtag Jerry Maguire. You're trying to extort LSU on something that you allowed to go on. Did you also know that if Sharon Lewis knew that the law was being broken at LSU, that under the law, her damn self, that she was supposed to report it. So not only do I have attorneys in a hit piece from OutKick, from Glenn Gilbo, that when you're leaking information to the media in a disposition, that you cannot 
give to the media, the Bar Association says that, can also be unlawful. If you knew that these things were going on, why did you wait until you were about to be fired? Why did you wait and start, until you started being investigated by the NCAA in reference to Title IX? Why did you blow the whistle on everybody else allegedly of things that they were doing by the way when your hand got caught in the cookie jar you know Darius Geis excuse me was brought up in this a lot over the last four or five years Darius Geis's case got thrown out because it got proven in court that the victim alleged victim in question called Sharon Lewis and tried to extort LSU. The victim at the time said, well, I talked to Sharon Lewis and she told me to call y'all about my money. Yeah, that's not fishy at all. I am not saying that Sharon Lewis is lying. What I'm saying is, is that due process has to play out. It's not playing out here. And why LSU allows for Gilbo to continue to be credentialed there, I don't know. Like, you can make the argument. Now, under the First Amendment, Glenn would be protected, and I'm glad that he would be protected. Under the freedom of the, you know, him being in media, freedom of speech, he has that right, and I'm glad that he has that right. But don't act like that you're not leaking information from Sharon Lewis, Ron English, or the English, Councilman English, or whatever his name is. Counselor. But the American Bar Association says a lawyer may not disclose such information except as authorized or required. Rules of professional conduct of law should be acquired when obtaining disposition or legal sourcing. You did not do that here. Now, I'm not saying that I know. I'm just saying, hey, this is what it seems like to me is happening. Let me make this very well known. It's what it seems like to me what is happening. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But bringing up Frank Wilson in this case, you're you're bringing to, co- you're bringing to court William Tate IV, so William Tate is one of the witnesses that Sharon Lewis's attorneys want to want to call to the stand. What in the hell does William Tate know? Like, what does he possibly know? Nothing. They're going to call Joe Oliva. Joe Oliva. Now, could Joe Oliva burn LSU, lie under oath, lie on the stand? Sure. But his ass is just on the line like LSU's is because he was the AD during the Title IX investigation. Which, by the way, what's going on with that? So, Sharon Lewis did not, by the way, just so if anybody didn't know, Sharon Lewis did not add Frank Wilson into her $50 million RICO lawsuit until Brian Kelly hired him back at LSU. Extortion much? Again, not saying that LSU was innocent in all this. Were there probably things that LSU is guilty in? Probably so. Not going to defend it. But if you show me once what who you are and that the USA Today ran a story oh so long ago that got thrown out in state court, no telling what's going to happen in federal court, then what? Glenn would go on to say that the LSU media and LSU beat are not doing their jobs. Well, no, we had you on this show, Glenn, to talk about this, and you acted like you didn't know what was going on when Sharon Lewis was a part of a cover-up and extortion LSU when WBRZ leaked the audio, and I know that you listened to it. You know that I know that you listened to it, and you know that... Everyone else knows that you listened to the same audio that everybody else did when Sharon Lewis tried to extort LSU for Gloria Scott. Gloria Scott literally tried to extort LSU through Darius Geis, and it failed. Sharon Lewis was all in that. 
I spoke with Sharon Lewis, and Miss Gloria wants her money. You know why Glenn people don't want to talk about this? It's because it's already been thrown out. The likelihood that either they're going to settle on a very small amount or the likelihood that this gets tossed in federal court is high. It's extremely high. And by the way, Glenn, just because an attorney says objection and the honor says sustained does not mean one side is winning. That's not how this works. LSU has not lined up anything either. If a law firm covered up something with less miles, okay then. Fine. Can't deny it. Not going to deny it. Going after Frank Wilson in a hit piece. Meanwhile, you stand up in the middle of a press conference that Brian Kelly's giving and you wanted your question answered and then you come back and said, I had prior obligations. Don't bring your happy ass into a, a, a press conference. Why would you do that? To ask Brian Kelly about betting, like trying to trip somebody up. This isn't a game. This isn't funny anymore. Like, I know that you think that it's cute. It's not, bud. It's aggravating as fuck is what it is. You're aggravating as fuck with this. Just being real. You, Glenn Gilbo has the ability to be one of the best writers out there. I think that he does some good work when he wants to. But he's so bent out of shape about wanting to troll LSU. But you could be covering all of college football. Outkick will send you wherever you want to go. But you want to write stupid-ass hit pieces on LSU. Why? Like, be a, be a bigger man. Be a man. Act like the Mulan song. Be a man. Come on. Oh, well, they didn't extort. They extorted. There was no extortion. Glenn, you talk to, Glor uh, to, you talk to Sharon Lewis's attorneys. They give you information so that you publish an outkick that later that they can use in court because they can't use it legally. If you don't know that, go contact an attorney. They set you up. You got set up by a lawyer who, by the way, tried to use five RICO predicates to do a civil case for $50 million. It's not going to fly when an LSU could come back and anybody could come back and charge the alleged victim, Sharon Lewis, criminally for covering something up. Sharon Lewis, in this week, Sharon Lewis, one of the victims, testified under oath that Sharon Lewis knew that allegedly Frank Wilson had done things that were inappropriate. So why didn't she go to the authorities? Glenn, this is in your, this is in your hit piece. I went to Verge Osbury. Okay, why didn't you go to the police? You're so worried about Title IX. You're so worried about a victim. And then yet you're suing a university for $50 million. Say what you want about the federal government. Say what you want to do about the, the police. But you're, you don't care about your action. Anyway, Michael Morris with a $499 super chat says, isn't that the same guy that Mulkey made look silly in a press conference a few weeks back? Yeah, it was last week and he got suspended. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. That's 1000% him. I, 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 guys, I look been in law for 12 years of my life. Continue it to this day. You got a counselor or a lawyer 
you got a lawyer that is going off of a RICO predicate or five RICO predicates trying to hit a RICO case for $50 million civilly, okay? They know that they're not going to be able to add what they got in discovery and in the disposition, okay? They're, they're grasping at straws. Scott Wilbur testified, oh, well, Frank Wilson, you know, this allegedly happened under Frank Wilson. Did you know? No, nobody reported. Nobody told us. I wasn't here. How did I know? Y'all didn't put him in the lawsuit until he got hired your damn self. Again, why not put Frank Wilson in the lawsuit until LSU rehired him? If he was, if he was doing all that shit, if he was doing everything that you said, why did you add him after? The reasoning that Gilbo gave was because, well, she just didn't want it to see it happen at LSU again. That's bullshit. You knew that Frank was a big-time player when Les was here and you wanted to add him. That's it. Frank can be a lot of things. There are a lot of things that LSU could have done wrong. I'm not saying that they're innocent. What I'm saying is, if you can't see that for what this is and LSU being extorted by a former employee that got fired, I don't know what to tell you. Yes, let due process play out. But I have let due process play out, Glenn, which maybe you can't read. Due process got played out in one thing when the state government threw it out. They're going to, at max, pay a fine. They're going to pay a penalty. But the one last thing I'll say on this, it was so bad in state court, and the attorneys for Sharon Lewis lied so much along with her that she had to pay the attorney fees for LSU. You know that, right? You know that she got popped with paying attorney fees. Oh, well, they said, you know, LSU's attorneys, they said objection, and the judge said sustained eight times. They were 0 for 8. Glenn, go to any other trial in America and see what happens. Please, dear God, for once do some research. This isn't law and order. This isn't suits. What the fuck do you think you're watching? This isn't special victims unit. Dun 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 dum. Boom boom. Dun 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 dun. Bum bum. Bam 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 Dun 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 dum. I mean, for Christ Almighty, man. Never in my life. Never in my life. All right. Dude got some more other things to talk about. LSU's schedule in 2024 is one of them. LSU's come back, and looks like Wright just hit a three. So LSU has taken the lead on Alabama State 51-43. to Good for them. Good for them. Uh, maybe if I don't watch, they'll have some success. What do I know? All right. Let's talk about the 2024 schedule. What do I think about it? How do I see it? We'll do that next. Talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Good friend, Carol Falls, Steve Bean. Let me talk about our good friend, John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234 GMFS. They are changing lives. And our good friends over at Avid Inspection Specialist, residential and commercial inspections, mold inspections, asbestos inspections, lead inspections, drone inspections, and they have the 11-month new home warranty inspections. Guys, they do it all. Give them a call today at 225-717-5591. That's 225-717-5591. Go over to their website, avidspecialist.com. That's avidspecialist.com, where peace of mind 
happens. LHI number 11331. We're back in a minute. LSU schedule 2024. We talk about it next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vicnair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. LSU's 2024 schedule was released today in order. So I'm sorry that for those listening on the audio podcast, you cannot see this. Wish you could. Sorry that you can't. Nevertheless, here we go. On September the 1st, LSU takes on USC in Las Vegas. We know that. Okay. Uh, Have been knowing that. Going to be a big time game. Okay, in Vegas, looking forward to that one. There'll be a lot of turnover from both both teams, really, with quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels won't be there. Caleb Williams won't be there. Garrett Nussmeyer looks like he's going to be the starter as of right now. We'll see. Nevertheless, big game, week one, USC in Vegas. Looking forward to that. You come home in six days, and you take on Nichols. Look, man. You know what that game's about. Come on. Here's where I think a little things start to get interesting, okay? Because you go to South Carolina, which I think South Carolina had a very tough year. I don't think that they, at least in my opinion, have um, gotten a lot better, okay? Now, they got Rocket Sanders, the running back from Arkansas, out of the portal today. But their offensive line has been really bad. I think that's a really good game for you. I think that you can go up to South Carolina and, and look at a venue that you don't play in a lot uh, and that you can win. You come home the following week, you play UCLA in a game, which I got to be honest with you, man. I, I I want that UCLA game, okay? I want to beat UCLA after what happened in 2021 Remember when, obviously, when Orgeron said the sissy blue shirt, they're coming back to Baton Rouge so that you can repay the favor. I'm, look, I'm sneakily, sneakily a word, I'm sneaky, like, looking forward to that one. I'm not saying I'm looking forward, looking more forward to USC in Vegas because I am looking to forward to that game more. I think it's a more high-profile game. But I would also be lying if me saying UCLA coming into Death Valley, I don't want a little bit of revenge there. 
Uh, then on September 28th, you got South Alabama and then your first bye week, which I'm a, I love a lot on October the 5th, you go through the five games, then have a bye there. In my opinion, let me, and I, I, I say this every year. And then when it comes down to it, I say to myself, Blake, don't do it. Don't pick a you in, in week one. Look, man, I, I see a very real scenario where you can be 5-0. and I see a really real scenario where you can be 3-2. and Do I lean to the side of you being 5-0 and going into that bye week? Yeah, I, I, I kind of do. I also see a scenario where, man, you have not looked good in week one football games. And you got USC, and, and I know that their defense sucks. I, I know that they, they've been underperforming under Lincoln Riley on defense. They get a new D.C. Uh, obviously, ironically enough, the D.C. from UCLA goes over to USC. They do have a, a, couple, of peak, a couple pieces. Some of you will remember Tech Curtis in recruiting. I'm not going to pick the wins and losses right now. We're obviously way, way, way too far away for me to come out here and start predicting what I think is going to happen in 2024. I like it, though. I, I think that you have the ability to be undefeated. But there's a very, very real scenario. You could drop that first game to USC, and I'm going to be real with you. You could drop the game to UCLA if you're not careful. If you do not find out things defensively, if Garrett Nussmeyer is not the guy that we ultimately think that he is, there's a lot of question marks that have to be made here. And in this entire segment, that's going to be the main topic. Look, man, you got five games. You got a bye week. That's lovely, by the way. Very lovely that you have two bye weeks. Can rest up after a tough five-game stretch. Then you get back at it after the 5th of October. I really love the bye week before Ole Miss. Look, I, I just think that Ole Miss is a team that is gonna that already is returning a lot of pieces. They're returning a lot of guys. They got Trey Harris that's returning. Jackson Dart looks like he's returning. You got Quinshaw Juckins. Got a lot of offensive linemen that are returning. And look, it, they might add Juice Wells from South Carolina. With that being said, look, man, Ole Miss might have a little bit of a squad next year. You're not going to like saying it. You're going to look. You're going to look at Blake and say, Blake, that's bullshit. We're going to beat him at home. I agree, actually, that I think of all these games I feel the best about, the bye week, then you have Ole Miss. I just don't see you or envision you losing to Ole Miss at home. I like this stretch right here. Even though you have back-to-back -back road games, right, like at Arkansas, at Texas A&M, I don't mind that. That's a pretty fair three-game stretch right there. You know Carter's sad about going on back-to-back -back road games. It's very tough. It is very tough. But you have a young coaching staff and Texas A&M They've got a lot of pieces that left that program, and you have what could be at that point of the season a very struggling Arkansas team. I like the bye-to-bye. So pretty much the entire month of October, I feel really good about. Like, I know even with the back-to-back -back road games, Ole Miss, struggling Texas A&M, and what could be – Sam Pittman fired Arkansas team with Bobby P being the interim. I love it. I love it. Now, I'm not saying that you'll go undefeated there. I think back-to-back -back road games are brutal. But, man, that's such a good stretch in the month of October. Then you get to buy. You got Alabama at home. So, listen, your SEC schedule from the 5th to the 30th, the, the back half, so November, all of November, I, man, I like that these games are at home. The toughest game that you have, is, in my opinion, is obviously Alabama, but you're not going on the road only but to Florida. And if you have not seen this yet, Florida, the last five games that they have are more brutal than anybody in the country. Florida got screwed. 
Florida got absolutely hosed in their 2024 schedule. Like, the back five, I think, and I'm just remembering this off the top of my head, it's like LSU, Georgia, Texas, Florida State, Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they don't have Alabama. Let me let me look at that really quickly. Hold on. Because, I, I look, their schedule is absolutely insane. Let me pull this up very quickly. Um, Florida, Florida. Here it is right here. So this is Florida's schedule for next year. Their last five games, Georgia, which, by the way, Kentucky before the bye, which I think is going to be a tough game. Kentucky's actually, ironically, killing it in the portal right now. Okay, let me see. I, I got I, – we actually talked about that on the Rafino and Joe show. They got the Macklin kid, the wide receiver from North Texas that LSU was actually after, too. He had 57 catches, 11, uh, uh, 1,004 yards, 11 touchdowns. They got Chip Trainum, 240-pound back. Uh, Brock Vandergriff is coming in from Georgia. They got Raymond Contrell from Texas A&M. Even the last six games of their schedule is brutal. Kentucky, Georgia, at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida State. So it wasn't Bama, it was Ole Miss. That's brutal, dude. Absolutely freaking brutal. So in reference to LSU's schedule, in the back half of that, I feel good, honestly, with Brian Kelly at home. Brian Kelly really has only – if I'm not mistaken – wait, is Tennessee the only loss in two years at home that Brian Kelly has? They play better under Brian Kelly at home. They, I mean, they just do. Then you got uh, Oklahoma to wrap up the schedule at the end of the year. I told you this about a year ago. You didn't believe me, but I'm going to say it again. They are going to try. I, I remember y'all arguing me about this. I told you that they were going to make Oklahoma and LSU a thing. Putting LSU versus Oklahoma at the end of the year is them trying to make it a thing. And I got to be real with you. I don't mind it. I actually kind of like it a little bit. I I wouldn't mind a little bit of a rivalry with Oklahoma. I had a buddy in the SEC office, actually, a really good buddy that's in the SEC office, and he told me a year ago when we talked about this and we had the opponents that were released. And I said, look, man, I'm I'm telling you right now, Oklahoma being in the SEC, they're going to make them and LSU a thing. Don't be surprised if that if you see that game popping up a little bit more, that game being at the last, the end part of the year, why they didn't ma- they could have easily made easily made Arkansas the thing they didn't. You got Texas and Texas A&M, the last game on the 30th at the end of the year. You got the Iron Bowl. Georgia will be out of conference taking taking on Georgia Tech. They're going to make this a thing. You watch what I'm telling you. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But going back to LSU's schedule for for just a moment, and to wrap this all up, I'll just use this right here. To wrap this all up, USC, Nickel State, at South Carolina, UCLA, South Alabama, Ole Miss. Now, the back half of October, you have two away games. That is... You might not like that. I don't actually mind that part at all. Then you have an open date, Alabama at Florida, Vanderbilt. Guys, come on, Vanderbilt. Okay, Thanksgiving week. If I'm pretty sure that might be Thanksgiving week. Maybe it's Oklahoma week. I, I don't remember when Thanksgiving is, or I don't know when Thanksgiving is next year. Okay, but then Vanderbilt. Guys, the truth is, this is a this isn't a bad schedule. The first half, there's going to be a lot of challenges. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's going to be a lot of challenges in the first part of the year. I think October and November are pretty favorable in reference to, like, hey, man, you're not facing back-to-back games that are going to be absolutely brutal. Now, Bama's always going to be a thing. You know that. Oklahoma is a good football team. 
but I'm not fearful of any team at night coming into Death Valley. Never. You can say what you want. I'm never going to fear a team coming into Death Valley at night. Not going to happen, man. Not going to happen. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Uh, Bussy scores on a 92-yard scamper. Yeah, kick and play. Let's see what happens. You know, a week week from today is early signing day. A week from today. Adam says it's time to tell Big Game Boomer to suck that tiger ding-dong again. Possible. Possible. Andrew says it won't be permanent, though. I see us alternating Arkansas and OU. Very... Very possible. They're going to make it a thing, though. I'm telling you they're going to make it a thing. Watch what I'm telling you. Watch what I'm telling you. Boogie Season says, Blake, if the defense is good, we'll be 11 or 2 or 11 and 1 or 10 or 2. I'm not, I'm not, Boogie, I'm not going there. I, I, I disagree with you. I think there's too many unknowns. In reference to a, a schedule, and look, some people will be like, well, South Alabama went up to Bedlam and beat them. Okay, I, I mean, if that's if that's what you want your take to be, that's fine. That's fine, guys. G five South Alabama is not the G five program that's consistent like Tulane. They're they're not. Like if it were Tulane coming in beside South Alabama, even with John John Summerall taking over there, I'd been like, okay, all right, you ain't getting me now. You ain't give me on that. I'm sorry. So what? They went to Bedlam and won this year. I, whatever. Uh, D. Smith says, Blake, how do you feel about Malik Murphy from Texas possibly coming to LSU? I love the idea. Yeah, it would be, um, It would be something. I just don't know if Malik Murphy would want to. Um, I just don't know if Malik Murphy would want to come back, come here and sit behind Nussmeyer. Now, could he push Nussmeyer? Could he beat out Nussmeyer? I don't know that. It's going to be the third year Dick Garrett Nussmeyer's under in a Mike Denbrock offense. If he don't know it forwards and backwards by now, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would, would I love for him to come here? Yes. Would, do I see that happening? No, I don't. I think the kid wants to go and start somewhere. Uh, burner account Gina says, strange how you talk about Death Valley, yet you haven't been to a game in years. We do every post-game show. You want me to go? Pay me the same exact amount of money that we make on every uh, uh, football post-game show, and I'll go. And why does it? Why do I have to not be there in years when I grew up going every weekend? Appreciate the love, Burner Gina. You know, it's funny. Never mind. Boy, y'all must be, you must have the more time on your hands than anybody making a burner account. Uh, Mark says, with the news of Dylan Rayola possibly flipping to Nebraska, do you think we can pull off Dominic McKinley? I don't think any, Mark, I don't think that, or, yeah, Mark, I don't think that any one of those two are related. Uh, Completely different situations. Completely different situations. Um, I do think it's good for Nebraska that Kyle McCord did not commit today because I think that helps you favorably with or favorably with for them. Um, with him, I, I just don't look. I, I think Don McKinley has made his bed. He's going to lie in it. I, I don't think that he look, man. I just don't think he wants to be here. Bottom line is, I just don't think he wants to be here, and. You know, like I saw him in the picture with uh, with Brian Kelly, and I saw him in with the picture uh, for with Elijah Robinson, and you could tell where he wanted to be, and that's good on him. Good on you, buddy. You know, but but yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I just got a text message from a buddy of mine that says that schedule's a gauntlet for Florida. Yeah, it's a fucking gauntlet, dude. Yeah, it's a fucking gauntlet. I, I dude, they're gonna fire him mid season. Here here's another thing. They're gonna fire that dude mid season, man. I'm telling you they're gonna fire him mid season. You know what the big can I tell y'all something? Can I tell y'all a big fear of mine? Let me tell you a big fear of mine. Maybe not a fear. Because we're not playing them every year. They're not they wouldn't be a permanent opponent. At least I don't think they'd be a permanent opponent. If if Florida fires Billy Napier, which I think is going to happen next year, I he he can't. I, I just don't see it. If if slash when Florida fires Billy Napier next year because he doesn't get to another bowl game. There's only one dude. There's only one guy that can take over Florida. Only one. Only one that's worth a damn, in my opinion. They got to go get Kiffin. They got to go get Kiffin. Pay Kiffin whatever he wants. Do whatever he wants. Get him to Gainesville. Get him to Gainesville. Because you know, at at worst, he's going to get you seven, eight wins. At worst. Because he's going to recruit. And look, it's not as if... It's not... I mean... I'm not going to say he can't recruit at an elite level at Florida. I think he can recruit at an elite level at Florida. Dude, they got to go get Kiffin. No, stop with the urban thing. That urban thing's getting played out. The urban thing's getting played out. Nah. But Lane Kiffin at, at with the Gators would be obnoxious. And I would hate it. I'd hate every second of it. Brandon Reese says anything less than eight wins will cost Napier his job. Maybe. I mean, he he could may he may with that schedule, he could get to seven wins and keep his job. I think. Because that's a brutal schedule. Guys, they're awful right now. Florida's an awful program right now. I they lost their best offensive piece in Trevor ATN. Which, by the way, I think ATM might go to Georgia. Right? Like, I, I think that dude might go to Georgia. <laughs> the rich get richer, and my God, Billy's going to get fired. We talked about Glenn Gilbo earlier in the show, who pushed Billy Napier all the live long day. It ain't going to work. Abum says they have a top 10 class this year, and... Orgeron had back-to-back top five classes. It didn't matter. Abel, it it shouldn't matter. What? Oh, he's got a top five recruiting class. He's not winning. We fired. Ed won a national title in 2019. Went five and five and six and six and got fired. This dude's not even making a bowl game. And he had a national title run. No, dog. Hell no. Kiffin at Florida would be scary. And I'd pay him whatever he wants. At some point, Florida's going to have to go out there and just pay, dude. Pay. You got, you know, Billy, I know Billy said, scared money don't make no money. Well, Florida, you could use that analogy. Because you're going to have to go pay that man, and then you'll get start getting some wins. Abum. No, they don't. They got to give him at least one year with the class like we did it. We didn't. Ed constantly was getting top five classes. You can't have three years of a losing record at a place like Florida. 
He should have had this ship written by then. Not S-H-I-T. The ship, S-H-I-P. He he should be back to somewhat relevance in year three. How long do you have to give a coach with the portal now? That's an excuse. That's a blatant excuse. I don't want to hear it. I ain't going to hear it. All right. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.